Welcome back to Things You Didn't Know. I'm Billy Samoa. And I'm Kid Epic. Kid Epic and I are here to share what you didn't know about what? The Titanic. The Titanic. Well, first of all, let's start with that. What let's before we get into the things that we don't know about the Titanic, what do we know about the Titanic? That it was a ship that sunk. It was really famous as like one of the biggest ships back then. Mm. Well, there's bigger ships now, but like it was very big back then. It's yeah. still big. It was a very, very big ship back in the day. We'll get into that on the things that you didn't know. But we know it's a ship. We know it's sunk. Do we know when it sunk? If we, Before we started doing our research, did you know when it sunk? Yes, at 1912. All right, so let's talk about what we didn't know or what you didn't know, most likely, about the Titanic. And that, first of all, how... How deep is it in the ocean? It's sunk, obviously, so it's at the bottom of the ocean. It's still in the bottom of the ocean. They've, they've taken some of the parts, some of the pieces of the ship, some of the things that people lost. They have found those, but the bulk of the ship is still there. How far beneath the surface of the water is it? 12,600 feet, which is like 2.5 million, wait, no, 2.5 Miles down. Well, if it was a million, that'd be pretty far. But yeah, yeah. 2.5 million, 2.5 miles beneath the surface of the ocean is still really, really far. And I know that there's a difference between the front of the boat and the back of the boat. The front of the boat's called the bow, and the back of the boat is called the stern. And I know they separated, or at least we've learned that they've separated. How far are they separated at the bottom of the ocean? 2,000 feet. Oh, wow. So 2,000 feet separates the front of the boat from the back of the boat at the bottom of the ocean. So they're not connected. So that's really, really interesting. So let's look and and, and let's talk about something else that I think is really interesting is that a lot of people went to the launch of the boat. And so there was a, a ton of fanfare. A lot of people were really excited about the fact that this new giant city on on the sea was going to be out in the ocean. So where it launched was this place called Belfast. And how many people went to attend when it was launched? It was just a one minute launch when it first hit the ocean. Do you know how many people went to go watch then? 100,000 people. And that was um, one third of the population of Belfast. Wait, Belfast. Yeah, right. One third of the population went to go watch the launch of the ship. Okay, so here's something that most people probably didn't know is that the iceberg was not that high above the water. In fact, when it collided with the water, it's estimated that it was only a small amount above the water. Do you know how much it was above the water? It was 100 feet. So it was 100 feet above water and it was about 200 to 400 feet long, they estimate. There's a pretty small iceberg relative to how big it could be. The other thing that is interesting that you may not know is how expensive the ship was to build. So how expensive was it to build? It was $7 million to build. And in the early 20th century, when it was built, it was $7 million. But now it would be $183 million. Wow, $183 million of today's money, $7 million back then. So how many people survived on the ship? I mean, I know that there was about 2,200 people on 
the ship, which included both passengers and crew. But I know that the ship was actually bigger, could have had a lot more people. So how many people could have been on the boat in total and how many people ended up surviving? There could have been 3,500 people on the boat. There's only 2,223. And how many people survived was 705. Right. It was 705 people. So 1,517 people did not survive when it hit the iceberg. So that's a lot of people. Thankfully, the ship wasn't at capacity, which is 3,500 people. Another thing interesting is that the ship was believed to be unsinkable. In fact, that was one of the things that was talked about the Titanic is that it could not be sunk, which is really, really interesting because clearly that was wrong because it actually did sink. Um, And it was really, really big at the time. How long was the ship? The ship was like just under 900 feet long. 882 feet, nine inches to be exact. Compared to today's boats, these giant cruise ships, I think one of the bigger cruise ships is about 1,200 feet long. So even compared to today's standard, it was still quite large, but 300 feet shorter in length than some of the largest cruise ships of today. When they found the Titanic shipwreck, um, there was like 6,000 artifacts found, and one was a violin sold for $1.7 million dollars. In a 2013 auction. And one was the Titanic's like plan, like the plan, the design, and how they were going to make it. And that was sold for $336,000. Man, we need to go hunting down there, right, buddy? We could find a bunch of things, make a whole bunch of money. I mean, a $1.7 million violin. I wonder if that violin was being played when the Titanic went down, which we'll get into that in a minute. The first lifeboat that left the ship after it hit the iceberg was about an hour after it hit the iceboat, which is interesting because you would assume that that would happen a bit more quickly. I don't know why it happened so late in the game, but clearly they weren't prepared. I know one interesting thing that you may not have known is that the Titanic was supposed to have a drill a fireboat, lifeboat drill, and the captain decided not to do it earlier that day. What a mistake that was. There is some controversy about a ship that was nearby. What was the name of the ship that was nearby when the Titanic sunk? And about how far away was it? It was the SS California, and it was 19 to 21 miles away. Yeah, it's not far away. Think about that. Think about how close it was. That's insane. Here's what's also insane is how long it took to find the ship. It took a really, really long time. If you, if you actually studied Titanic, you would know that it took how long to find the, the Titanic? 73 years for them to locate where the Titanic was and find all the stuff. Crazy. It was actually in 1985. And so they found it then and they used robot submarines to go find the wreckage Um, It was some French and American researchers that ended up finding it. One of the things that if you've ever seen the movie Titanic, you'd probably remember is that there's first class and third class. And so the first class, they were up high on the boat. They had the great views. They had all the types of amenities that you would want. Some of those amenities included what? What were some of the things that they got to take advantage of while on the ship? 
like a heated swimming pool. It's like a jacuzzi, but it's a swimming pool. Yeah. Oh, so nice. And they had a library. They had a tennis court. They had like a, a bunch of other yeah, stuff. Yeah, they had a squash court. Um, and then they, of course, had gourmet food, all sorts of things to make it a first class, ex- first class experience, including liquor and cigars. And this is an interesting fun fact. How many bottles of beer and how many bottles of wine were stocked on the ship? There was 20,000 beers like on the ship. 20,000 beers. There's only 1,500 people. Oh, no, sorry. There was 2,200 people and they had 20,000 bottles of beer. There was what? How many bottles of wine? 1,500 bottles of wine. Yep. And 8,000 cigars. So they were stocked up when it comes to cigars, when it comes to wine, when it comes to beer, they had all those things. And I mentioned the the film, the Titanic film that was directed by James Cameron. That film did really, really well. It won the Oscar for Best Picture and it had an enormous box office success. How much money did it make worldwide? It made $2.2 billion. Billion with a B. That's insane. You know, if we were to take the amount that the ship cost to build in today's money, we know that's about $183 million. We'll round that up to $200 million. They could have built 11 brand new Titanics for the amount of money that the film made. So they could have built 11 new brand new Titanic ships for the amount of money that the film, the Titanic made. We also remember if we, if you go back to the first part of this episode, we talked about the fact that there are two miles beneath the surface of the, of the ocean. And so in order to see it, there, there has to be uh, robots that go and take photos. And so I know they took a whole bunch of photos and they were able to find a whole bunch of things about how big of an area did they, did they look? And then how many photos did they get? They took 100,000 photos of like all the things, all the objects, and they were able to map to take pictures from three to five miles. Yeah, it's like a three point, three by three by five mile area that they were able to look. So if you take three miles and then five miles, and that's how big of a, of an area that the researchers gathered information from, which is a a massive area. Sadly, they didn't recover most of the remains of the people who died. They say it would take about 45 minutes to die in the cold water, which was extremely cold. So clearly, if you're a great swimmer, that's fine, but you're only going to last so long because of the temperature in the uh, in the water. Well, actually, there was this um, Chief Baker he drank a lot of whiskey that night, so he's really warm. And he shredded water for two hours before he was rescued. I guess that sometimes it pays to drink your whiskey. So they, they recovered a few hundred bodies, but they didn't get most of them. They were taken to Nova Scotia. Here's an interesting thing. It took until the year 2000, get this, it took until the year 2000 for one of the musicians to be declared dead. So <laughs> that's crazy. I, I don't know why. I don't know why that is. Do you know why he was, why that is? No, I don't. It seems like, oh, that guy went missing. Like he's not, not alive. Yeah. I guess he's, he's French. And uh, they, they actually, the French called him a deserter 
because he failed to show up for World War One. Well, how could he possibly show up for World War One, which happened after the Titanic sunk, if he was somebody that perished in that accident? So clearly they shouldn't have called him a, a deserter. Uh, but 88 years after the ship was sunk in the year 2000, finally his name was cleared and he, he was declared one of the people who died on the Titanic. Um, when you look at the ship, you may notice that there's four smokestacks. What's significant about those four smokestacks? That they're at, there's actually three ones that actually do stuff. There's one that's just for like show because mm-hmm. it doesn't, it wouldn't look as good with only three. Okay, so there's also this interesting lunch menu that sold for a lot of money. And, and it sold in 2015 to a private collector who bought this menu. Um, and it was on an online auction that he bought it. What did he pay for it? What the price for a menu from the Titanic would cost? $88,000 for the first class menu. And he paid 18000 more than the like initial price. Mm, okay. Well, also another thing that's really interesting that you may not have known is that most of the crew, the vast majority of the crew were male and very, very few were female. So how many of the 908 crew members, how many were male and how many were female? And then how many ended up going down with the ship, not making it out? So there's 23 who were female and 885 who were male. And 693 males died, and three um, female crew members died. And the reason why not as many female members died is because um, there's less of them, and also because women and children and first class were going on the boats first. Mm, Makes sense. So Guggenheim, you may know the Guggenheim Museum, but there was a Guggenheim on the Titanic. He's an American businessman. Benjamin Guggenheim and his valet, the valet is the guy who basically tends to him. His name's Victor. They actually changed into their best attire, their best evening wear when they heard that the ship was going to go down. And Benjamin Guggenheim was quoted as saying, we've dressed up in our best and are prepared to go down like gentlemen. But that was interesting. Um, You know, going back to this idea of there being a third class and a first class a component to the ship. Uh, one of the things that was interesting is how many bathtubs were available to the third class passengers. How many bathtubs were available? There had two bathtubs and there was 706 third class passengers and um, they spent like to go onto the ship, to be a guest on the ship, three to eight pounds. Mm. Like only that much. That's not a lot of money, three to eight pounds. But I guess back then it was a lot of money. And they only had two bathtubs. I guess if you don't pay a lot, you don't get to take a, uh, get to bathe yourself. So at what time was the iceberg spotted? I know it was April 14th, um, but it was spotted at a specific time. Um, and then they rang the warning bell, uh, but it was it was too late, right? So what, what happened? What time was that? They first spotted it at 11.30 p.m., well, the iceberg, it looked kind of like an optical illusion, so it was hard for them to see it at the beginning. Mm. So they saw it, and they rang the bell, but it was likely too late. The ship did make a sharp angle to avoid hitting it, but of course, it missed it. Um, you know, 
they had to rely on their eyesight alone to spot it because the ship's binoculars were locked inside of a cabinet that no one had a key to. So the, the, there was two ship lookouts. There was Frederick Fleet and Reginald Lee. And they didn't have access to binoculars during the journey at all. So they couldn't see very far. They just had to rely on their own sight, which is super interesting. One other thing that is probably something that you didn't know um, is that the the second officer was replaced at the very last minute and he forgot to hand the key off to that locker that's that, that had the ship's binoculars. So just a lot of things went wrong. Had that key been passed along, who knows? Maybe they would have the binoculars. Maybe they would have seen it. But there's something significant happened with that key in 2010. What is it? It was sold for over $130,000. And it's just a key that leads to nothing except a drawer in the Titanic, which sunk. Yeah, exactly. And also, they didn't... A lot of things bad happened because they thought it was unsinkable, like... And they, like, weren't prepared. They only had, it could hold 64 lifeboats. They only had put 20 on because they didn't expect anything bad to happen. Mm. Well, not only could they not bathe, but the people who were in the third class, only 25% of them survived. So in the first class, 61% of the passengers survived. So that just gives you an example. And we, we did mention that only 705 people total survived. Of course, most of those people who did survive were first-class passengers. You mentioned this earlier that there's an optical illusion that made it perhaps difficult to see the iceberg. And so there's this historian named Tim Malton who believed that the atmospheric conditions that were present at night made it hard to see. And it, and it made this refraction kind of camouflaged it, made it look like the rest of the ocean. And so they couldn't see it. So maybe that was the reason. Here's an interesting fun fact. So Frederick Fleet, who was one of the lookouts, somebody played a prank on him when he passed away. So he actually ended up surviving. And then in 1965, fortunately, he died, committed suicide after the death of his own wife. But somebody brought something and left it at his gravestone. What did they leave at his gravestone? If you remember, he's the same person that was the lookout and he didn't have access to something. What was that one thing that he didn't have access to? And what was that one thing that they, that they brought to his gravestone? He bought, uh, wait, he got binoculars and he put them there and he said, sorry, I'm bringing this 100 years too late. Yeah. He brought, they brought binoculars, put it to his gravestone. Uh, and said, sorry, I'm delivering these 100 years too late, which is really funny, but also kind of sad. So at the time when the Titanic was built, it was actually the largest moving object ever built. But again, by today's standards, there's much bigger ships out there. But imagine this. Imagine it's the biggest ship that was ever, ever built. And the New York Tribune ran a headline, how can we dock this marine monster when she reaches the port of New York. Sadly, it never did reach the port of New York because, of, of course, it, it did ended up being sunk. So there was a, there's a guy who has a, a company that you might be familiar with who uh, was supposed to go on the ship. He was supposed to be on that ship. Who is that guy? And why did he decide not to go on the ship? He's Milton Hershey, um, the inventor of Hershey's 
chocolate bar, and but he was um he wrote a three hundred dollar check to preserve his stateroom on the Titanic, but um his business he needed to do something for business so he couldn't go on it, and he it's good that he didn't go on it he didn't miss out on it he probably would have survived because he was very wealthy. That's true. He might have survived because we know the first class passengers were more likely to survive. Uh, one of the things that won't survive is the ship. The ship itself will eventually go away. Why will it eventually go away? Tell us a little bit about what's happening to the actual Titanic right now as we're talking. What's going on? Why is it going away? It's because there's a bacteria that is slowly like eating the Titanic. What is it called? I don't know if I can pronounce it either, but Halomonas Tainse. Tainanike. T-I-T-A-N-I-C-A-E. So it is actually named clearly after the Titanic. So it's like Titanic, say, Titanic, Titanic gay? I don't know. But the point is there's this bacteria and it's a slow consuming bacteria that's getting on the rust, getting on the steel, and then it forms these these little rusticles, which ultimately decay the ship and turn the ship into nothing over time. So eventually the ship will no longer be there. But maybe maybe somebody will go and, and try to get the wreckage up out of the water and then preserve it. So we mentioned that Chief Baker. His name was Charles Johan, J-O-U-G-H-I-N. I'm not good with names, so my apologies. But again, he treaded water, as you said, for two hours, and he attributes his ability to tread water that long to the fact that he drank copious amounts of whiskey, a lot of whiskey, which allowed him to tread water for a really, really long time. Um, so the temperature of the, the, the sea was freezing when, this, when the boat sank. It was very, very cold. And according to Captain Stanley Lord, who was the captain of that other boat that we mentioned, the SS Californian, the ship was uh, pretty close to the, to the Titanic, maybe 20 miles away. But they say that the, the ship, uh, excuse me, the temperature of the water was about 28 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, so we already mentioned this, but I'll say it again, that the human body, most people can only survive for about 45 minutes in water that, that's cold, that, that is that cold. Um- Unless they're drinking whiskey. Unless they're drinking whiskey, exactly. So, you know, here's kind of the sad thing that, that makes me a little bit sad is that, actually a lot sad because all these people died, is that the, the Titanic can carry a lot more lifeboats than they did. How many lifeboats were actually on the ship and how many could they have carried? So they could carry 64 lifeboats, but they only carried 20 because it was supposed to be unsinkable and nothing like bad happened. Yeah, it's supposed to be unsinkable, right? So uh, there's been a lot of media and and content around the Titanic, including three uh, feature films. There was the movie Titanic, of course, that was directed by James Cameron in 1987. There's also... 1997. Sorry, sorry, 1997, as well as something called A Night to Remember that was made in 1958. And then there was another Titanic made in 1953, before the one that was made in 1997. So there has been a lot of movies made about the the ship. Also, if you're familiar with Strauss, Ida Strauss 
was the owner of the department store Macy's. Her husband was on the ship with her. Of course, most of the women and children were given access to the lifeboats first, but she decided to not go into a lifeboat. Why did she decide not to go into a lifeboat? Because she didn't want to leave her husband behind so they both died. Just a romantic story. Uh, sad story, but romantic all the same, is that the wife of Mr. Strauss, Ida, uh, Ida Strauss, decided to go down with her husband. So the last um, supper that like the first class people had was, um, what was it? Well, it was an 11-course meal, and it had hors d'oeuvres like oysters, main courses that included filet mignon, gourmet, extravagant desserts, like chocolate and vanilla eclairs. Um, so clearly they had a great last meal. So that's yeah. good. Okay, so not only did they not have enough light lifeboats on board, the lifeboats themselves could carry 65 people. Um, so the first lifeboat, as an example, only carried 28 people. So you're putting on 28 people on a lifeboat that could carry 65. You should have 64 lifeboats but only 20 are on the boat. So clearly that was a, a big missed opportunity. And I already mentioned, go ahead. I think everybody could have, or most of the people could have survived if if they like did the thing. Let's look this up. Okay, so I, I like where your head's at. So 64 times 65. That's way more. Yeah, so if they had 64 boats on 4,060 people, so this is this is crazy. Even if they if they filled up those boats, they had twenty boats and they put sixty five on each boat. Thirteen hundred could have survived. And so, well, why didn't they? This is crazy to me. Like everybody could have survived. Like even if there was three three thousand five hundred people, they could have survived. I know it's crazy. So um, and we did we did learn that there was going to be a drill, and Edward Smith was the captain. He canceled it for some reason. How many dogs were on the boat? I know that there were some dogs that were rescued, but how many total dogs were on the boat and how many survived? So there was um, nine dogs on the boat, but only two survived. Mm, I think one was a Pomeranian, one was a Pekingese. There was also some newlyweds on the boat. Newlyweds are people that just got married. They're in their first year of marriage. So how many newlyweds were on board? And did the newlyweds get preferential treatment? There was 13 Couples aboard on the Titanic who were on their honeymoon. So, yeah. So, so of those, um, they were given a bit more preferential treatment, meaning they got access to the, to the lifeboats, which was nice. So 13, 13 couples on board. We don't know how many survived, but we know they were given a bit better chance of survival. Here's something interesting is that when the, when the news broke, they didn't have the news accurately reported. They were saying, for example, no lives lost. And the Belfast claimed no danger of loss of life. Even though clearly a lot of people did die, the, when it was first reported, they were scrambling for a headline and they put the wrong headline in the newspaper. So um, because American newspapers had the advantage of the time difference, their headlines were more accurate. So some of their uh, headlines read a bit different. What were their headlines? Theirs was 866 rescued and 1,200 perished. 
which was still wrong, but a lot closer. Yeah. So yeah, they were wrong with the numbers, but they did say Titanic sinks after hours hitting iceberg. And they did put that people did die. The ship was going about 23 knots, which is the equivalent to about 26 miles per hour. Today, most, most cruise ships go about that same amount. They go about 20 knots or 23 miles per hour. Okay. Here's what's interesting is the ship sank very, very fast. In fact, if you've seen the movie Titanic, you know that it broke in two. It broke in half and the bow, which is the front of the boat, uh, went down first and then the stern went down second. So how fast did the, did the bow go down and how fast did the stern go down? The bow went estimated 35 miles per down and the stern went 50 miles per down. Yeah. So the stern was faster. Yeah, exactly. So the stern went, I think the stern is probably heavier because that's where the, the, yeah, all uh, the stuff is all like, the stuff to propel the boat. Yeah. The engines and whatnot. Um, so there was a very young passenger on the Titanic that was only two months old who also happened to be the youngest, excuse me, the longest living survivor when did she die and how old was she, was she when she died? She was 97 when she died and she lived till 2009. 2009, almost, almost 100 years after the ship sunk. So Milvina Dean was her name. Wait, so, um, and the guy who wasn't declared dead until 2000, he was probably considered one of the oldest like, things, even though nobody's ever seen him in like 80 years. That's true. The Royal Mail Steamer is what the RMS Titanic, like that was the official name of it. Because they, they gave it this name, Royal Mail Steamer or RMS Titanic, because anything with that name got to go faster and got to go places quickly because it had mail. So it was determined that it needed to arrive on time and it'd be penalized for any delays. So anything with that designation was the designation mark of anything high quality. So there are about 200 ships, including the Titanic, that got that name, Royal Mail Steamer, RMS, Royal Mail Steamer, which I think just helped it get anything it needed to keep going quickly and make sure that it arrived on time. Obviously, it never arrived. There were two brothers on the ship who survived without their parents. Well, not really because, um, well, wait, so they were two years apart in age. Um, they're nicknamed the Titanic orphans. Their father, Mitchell, sir, um, he kidnapped them from their mother. And then he was like, he put them on the lifeboat and then he died. But like, but he put them on the lifeboat. It's not like they were doing anything on their own. Right. What I, my point is that he survived, they survived without a guardian. Yeah, so one of the things, if you've seen the movie Titanic, you probably remember the fact that they're playing music as the ship goes down. Is that true? Yeah, like they were actually playing music so people wouldn't freak out. All those people died, except or they thought one survived, but he, he was declared dead in 2000. But um, all of them died, and um, they were just like doing songs while the ship was sinking so everybody wasn't like freaking out yeah one of the songs was this song called nearer my god to thee which they played that in the titanic and it is believed that that is the last song they played 
on the ship in real life. So uh, very sad that, that it, it, all this happened. Uh, there was a very, very wealthy person on this ship. Who was that wealthy person? How wealthy was he? And what can you tell me about him? His name was John Jacob Astor, and he was the wealthiest man on board, and he was the heir to the Astor family fortune, and he was worth an estimate of $85 million at the time, and which it's $2 billion today. And he was the richest man in the world at the time of his death. So he's very, very wealthy. We know that. Um, we also know that he's believed to be the richest man, as you said, in the world. And there's some debate about exactly how much he, money he had. Some say $85 million, Some say as high as $150 million. In today's dollars, that would be 2 to $3.5 billion. And so... The reason that he was away is he was he was in Europe and he was returning to America from a honeymoon with his new wife. His new wife was 18, uh, which is 28 years younger than he was. So a lot younger than he was. His body was actually recovered. And when they found the body, they found something interesting. What did they find? They found $2,440 in his pocket. And that's, that's like $60,000 today. Imagine just walking around $60,000 in your pocket. Oh, I got 60000 in my pocket right now. You want it? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a lot of money to be carrying. I mean, that's just a lot of money, period. I don't care what year it is, but $2,400 is a lot of money if it's this year or if it's in 1912. When, when we talk about music, one of the things that you may not realize, that you may not have known is that there was a, a, a songbook of music that all of the musicians on board had to learn before the ship started, which would allow them to be played, would allow them to play any number of songs where they had to learn about 352 songs. So if anybody requested a song, they'd be ready to play it. So a lot of music need to, needed to be memorized by the musicians. And it would be funny if somebody if they were like did three hundred fifty one songs, but then he's like, ah, nobody asked for that song. But then he asks somebody <laughs> asked for that song, and he's like, uh, do you have any other songs? Exactly. Oh no, sorry. So there is some new evidence that came out. Um, there was a documentary called Titanic: The New Evidence, which uh, suggests that a, a fire on board the ship actually weakened uh, the hull of the ship. It, it, it compromised the metal. And that fire burned so intensely, they think it was about uh, 1,800 degrees Fahrenheit, that the ship actually was not in good shape when it went out. Again, this happened about three weeks before the ship actually left port. So if there was this fire three weeks before it left and it weakened the hull, and then on top of that, they hit an iceberg, that is the reason it did as poorly as it did. Um, there are a lot of people who met the survivors in New York. How many people met their survivors, Billy? There's 700 plus survivors in New York and they were met by 40,000 people. Yeah, that's right. So the Titanic took about two hours and 40 minutes to sink. Um, although when the New York Times first put a headline out, they said Titanic sank for hours after hitting an iceberg. Um, but it, it actually sunk much faster than what they originally reported. Um, there were warnings before the collision. There, in fact, were six iceberg warnings. 
But, and this is a key fact, most of those warnings never made it to the captain of the ship because they didn't have this part of the message known as MSG, which means Master's Service Gram, which this is an acronym that basically means that this needs the attention of the captain, but it didn't have those. So because it didn't have the MSG prefix, these messages never got passed along to the captain, which is super, super sad. What's also sad is that when this iceberg was sighted, it didn't take long before it actually hit. How long between uh, when they actually sighted the iceberg and the collision? It took less than a minute, 37 seconds. They like they spotted it and then then it hit it only 37 seconds later. So they didn't have much time to like turn around. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what the what the iceberg iceberg warnings were before. But I know when they actually saw it, it only it didn't take very long. But I think they were just giving warnings that potentially they could hit these icebergs. So let me ask you this, Kid Epic. What of all these facts, which one surprised you the most? Which one was the most fascinating of all of them? Well, there's a lot of fascinating ones, so I'm not sure. But the, I'm going to name a couple. That the, that the richest man died on the Titanic. That a guy wasn't declared dead until 2000. And that um, that they only like that they said it was unsinkable, because like like in the future like like it's not unsinkable. Yeah, there are so many things that surprised me as well. I think the thing that surprises me the most is that this could have been prevented. It could have been prevented if they had the adequate number of lifeboats. It could have been prevented or or reduced if they filled the lifeboats that they did have. It could have been prevented if they actually did the drill before the event happened. Imagine if they did that drill that same day. It could have been prevented if they got the warnings in advance. So all of these things, if, they're, if they knew about the fire, it could have been prevented. So to me, that's probably the most fascinating thing about the Titanic is that it really could have been prevented if they did a better job of preparing. And so that's the lesson that I think We've learned, and probably a lot of boats after the Titanic were saved because they learned from the Titanic. So we hope you enjoyed this episode of Things You Didn't Know. It's our special weekly podcast and YouTube channel. And we hope that if you did like this, that you give us a like, that you subscribe, and that you tell your friends about it. Let others know. Uh, what else would you like to share uh, before we part ways? Um, make sure to subscribe and like the video. And, um, like this episode is really good. We found a lot of, like a lot of stuff. Yeah. Until next time, we hope that you find things that you didn't know every day of your life. Bye-bye.